Broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline, you're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of What's the Plan, Monterey? You're going to want to stick around for this one. I have Mr. Steve McShane. He is the current CEO and a big man on campus over there at the uh, at the Salinas Chamber of Commerce. And he they've done some great work lately. They had this breakfast. Uh, it was an extravaganza. It was well attended. We'll, we'll talk about that there in a minute. But first, let me remind you that I'm Paul Wyan, owner of Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County. We are growing by the day. It's great. We have tons of great people we want to put to work. So if you own a business, give us a call, 831-242, or sorry, 831-920-1857, or you can Google us easiest way, Express Employment Monterey. Also, you can download this program on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, or you can just go to our website, What's the Plan Monterey, and listen to every episode. And Steve's a frequent guest, so you can see how he's changed over time from uh, landscape company owner now to this. It's great. And, of course, always a uh, a city uh, – city. What, what would they call you? A city – Champion. Champion. <laughs> city <laughs> champion, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, he uh, just a great, great uh, guy, Steve. So thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, well, I want to pay you some compliments. Express Employment Professionals, man, I'll tell you, you guys have just really nailed it. Uh, on the on the employer side, my friend Monica was just bragging about you. And then on the on the employee side, my friend Jared was just bragging about you. You know, your well, staff is so professional, responsive, proactive. I mean, these are all characteristics of businesses that grow uh, and and not complain about why they're not growing right i i love my staff i tell you what you know as you know i you know you're nobody without your awesome staff so it's uh I, those guys are yeah they uh i don't deserve them but let's let's not let me let me not be too congratulatory about all about the great people but you know speaking of your staff let's be congratulated gabe your guy uh i think he's sales he's phenomenal oh, he's i can't say enough job, about that yeah. guy he's uh, i don't want to give him a big head but he's uh he's a great guy so yeah. Thank you. Um, we have lots to talk about. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's talk about the breakfast. The breakfast is uh, was it was just phenomenal. And can you talk a little bit about how you pulled that off? Because it was so well attended. I mean, uh, Jimmy Panetta was there. The mayor was there. There's so many people. Um, you know, so many notables were there. So, what? How did you pull that off? And uh, and just tell us a little bit about the genesis of it and some of, the, of your re- your overall reaction to the uh, the the chamber breakfast so you know i tell people that chambers of commerce have been around for thousands of years uh you think back to the middle ages or the time of christ uh you know guilds uh, associations of businesses uh our chamber of commerce is similar to so many around the globe in the sense that we help businesses grow uh we offer support services and networking opportunities but another important role is advocacy. That is to serve as a, a voice for small business. And at our more recent strategic planning retreat, uh, our board said again and again and again, this is one of the most important values. Uh, when you're running a small shop, you don't have the time to attend all of these local government meetings and keep an eye out on how business uh, could thrive or be hindered. And so this, this governmental relations breakfast was was born in that idea that there needs to be a closer working relationship between business owners and the community and elected officials. And and we did it. I, I told my staff, 
gosh, if we get 100 people there, I might run around the building. We had 250 <laughs> Two members of Congress, the sheriff, the mayor, the dog catcher was John there. Laird, I mean, the uh, state senator was there. Yeah, it was great. It's good times. We really had a good, uh, a good, a good showing, and and it shows that our local representatives value the chamber. They value local businesses, um, and there's there's a lot of work to do. So that that's good. Oh, it was it was great. Um, now I don't, I really don't know where to begin with Salinas uh, because we of course our business is there at Alice Hall and Salinas Street in downtown Salinas, and uh, we I've just seen Main Street transform over the last five years. Um, maybe we'll just start at Main Street, move outward. But what on, you know, on earth is going on in Main Street? It's it just seems like every time you go there, something new. Now I, I heirloom pizza I think is going into the old Beverly Fabrics building. The oh, El Toro, yeah. the El Toro Theater looks phenomenal. What's going on over there? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, so d- yeah, really impressive renovations taking place with the theater on the three hundred block. That'll be an additional venue for musics and uh, music and special events. Heirloom pizza, I mean, gosh, that's the best best pizza on the planet. Uh, and that'll also serve as a venue for live music and performances. Uh, you know, they're actually going to have a, a big open space as part of that uh, renovation, if you will. Um, you know, what's happening in Salinas is no different than what's happening on Broadway and Seaside or on Alvarado in Monterey or even on Broadway in King City. Uh, you know, the governor, the state legislature really incentivizing city-centered growth, uh, that is housing uh, and opportunities to work and play all in one location. Uh, and there's reasons for that, whether it's uh, to decrease trips in your vehicle or, you know, to make it easier and to improve quality of life. You know, people, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people are, are asking for these sorts of developments. So Salinas is incentivized a lot of this uh, through adaptive reuse, that is incentives for developers to bring housing to the city center, to make it walkable. Um, and and we're, we're seeing that. We, we put money into improving traffic, the right-of-way uh, storefront um, and walkability of our downtown. And alongside that, there, there was, you know, changes to how the downtown district was managed before they had an elective association called the Old Town Salinas Association. Now we have something called the SCCIA, Salinas City Center Improvement Association, which is which is basically a group of property owners that tax themselves for security improvements, uh, facade, and uh, call it, you know, overall improvements to the infrastructure, supplementing what the city's already providing, uh, and then a lot of cool marketing. So, that combined with the the ten million ish that we put into improving downtown has kind of resulted in something impressive. I mean, downtown Salinas is the hottest thing on the plate in the region. Uh, it's amazing. people people really frown at uh, even you know Santa Cruz or or Monterey that that once held the the crown jewel space uh, now on on a tuesday night or a saturday night or even a sunday night you have folks walking out eating live music art i mean it's it's amazing you know, it is safe yeah, it's, cool. it's safe like uh you know it's a very safe place to be and oh it's, yeah it's yeah. just beautiful and and are you listening marina i mean marina <laughs> uh, i gotta tell you marina has got the wind at their back and those guys anyway i don't want to put down marina but Salinas no no no, just- no no don't put down marina i you know, i go to church i actually i'm, I'm 
currently an interim director of a of a campus, uh, a, a satellite campus for Compass Church in Marina. And Marina's wow. doing some really, really impressive things. You know, I love Marina. I I joke because yeah. I love that city. Yeah, but, but they they have they have planning for a downtown um, and. You know, some really ambitious developments. Gosh, I mean, if you've been out to the dunes, I, I just mm-hmm. learned in the last couple of weeks that a Trader Joe's is coming to the dunes. Oh, I mean, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Okay, Steve, now, now, now we've hit a sore nerve. So tra- Trader Joe's will go to Marina, but they're not going to go to downtown Salinas. What e- yeah, I know. What gives? I mean, right? yeah, well, if you're a- listening, if anybody from Trader Joe's is listening to this program, put for crying out loud, call who would it be? Bruce Taylor, Steve McShane, call someone and put the store in downtown Salinas. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, it's yeah. they have great products. There's tons of foot traffic. I, I know they would do well. I don't know your thoughts. Well, Bruce Taylor's been trying, and and gosh, we have him to thank for a lot of the vision and improvements downtown i mean he's single-handedly invested a lot uh you know and 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 creative trader joe's is not the only player uh you know you have to keep in mind there's other urban market um you know call it uh options that that we're considering so the Mm -hmm. yeah i mean back to downtown salinas on the 200 block where the greyhound bus station was Mm -hmm. that's a terrific art deco building that'll have the facade maintained um, but, you know, that parking lot, lot one behind it is slated for uh, a parking structure, um, along with what we're calling an urban market. Uh, and then right across the street from that, uh, you'll see, you know, either boutique hotel, but more likely class A office space. Um, and then, you know, you move a little bit further towards, say, the railroad tracks and anywhere from 50 to 60, what we're calling workforce housing units. I mean, these are all, uh, not to mention a hotel. Uh, that, that's another, I mean, I don't want to let cats out of bags right away, but mm-hmm. you know, there's some pretty ambitious uh, and, and funded um, development, you know, right at our doorstep to, to really take Salinas to the next level. So it doesn't yeah. come without a lot of public input. And trust me, I hear from the public regularly in my role as chamber CEO, but also in my role as a council member, representing downtown Salinas. Most of it's very positive. Um, you know, the need for parking. So currently we're negotiating with the county on a joint parking structure that will help to support the county office needs during the day, but the downtown needs on the weekends and at night. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, uh, you know, parking both on the 200 block and the 300 block of downtown. I mean, those are, those are structures that, you know, again, privately, well- Funded, uh, take city and private government, private government and city support, or private and public private yeah. partnership. So, you know, there's massive, there are massive parking lots behind, uh, say, what used to be Peninsula Business Interiors. They just changed their name. But, but you know, over there, uh, but there's no way to get to Main Street. Is there, and I know Bruce Taylor talked about a way to get from those massive parking lots over on that side to main street Correct. has there been and and the second question actually let me tease this question because i want to uh, plug the radio station is is there any chance that the railroad station could be revived to maybe have like a a line that went up to san jose airport before we get to that i want to remind you to listen to what's the plan on 1460 am and 101.1 fm and you can hear us also at what's the plan monterey.com so uh parking uh get access to main street from the existing parking lots and then uh the uh, the maybe some kind of a a train to san jose airport or just downtown san jose 
Yeah, a couple of things. Um, downtown is a district. Um, and in that footprint of fully 40% of downtown is surface parking lots. I, yeah, and as a council, yep. we took action about a year ago now, might might be a little under that, to convert or make those parking lots available to private development. And and that's where we're seeing this traction and, and movement. And it's just terrific. Um, and I think we'll see more of that. Uh, you know, so just I was I was today in touch with a constituent and I was like, hey, we got it. Like we're working on it. You know, I just wish government, you know, in this case could move as fast as the private sector and and truly the public in their interest to dine and shop downtown. You know, the train the train uh it continues to be a high priority. Uh we have the funding, we have the tracks. I mean, everything's in place. The challenge at this point in time is the rail cars. <laughs> um, you know, the Capital Corridor Railroad is is the service link, if you will. Um, and the latest we're getting is we don't have the cars. Um, so, you know, again, just several steps and at least six different agencies having to work together. The vision is to park railroad cars in Salinas each night. So that at five in the morning, somebody could board in Salinas and be in downtown San Francisco by 7.05 a.m. So that's a two-hour commute. It would be an express rail. Um, you know, how soon that happens? You know, gosh, we were working on that 10 years ago. We're still working on it, but we've made considerable progress, you know, by by really noting we've got funding. Uh, and most of the agencies that stood in the way are on our side. At this point in time, it's it's the doggone cars. So wow. Yeah. wow. Well, hey, the, you know the uh, census from 2010 to 20 showed that Salinas didn't grow population wise at all. But I I don't think my sense is that's not going to be the case from 2020 to 2030. So the housing issue. I, I heard the mayor talk a little bit about some potential growth areas of Salinas. So could you talk about outside of, um, you know, you talk a lot about the stuff you're doing on Main Street, outside of Main Street, some of the stuff you're doing with single family dwellings or even, you know, other kind of dwellings uh, and development in the, you know, the outer regions up, I think a lot in the Northeast maybe is a, a potential target of opportunity, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, you know, the city of Salinas is the largest city on the central coast. Um, we're 20 square miles. Uh, and we've grown. Uh, we have this annexed land to the north side, northeast, I guess you could say, called the future growth area. Uh, and it's divided up into smaller pieces set for development at different times. Uh, there has been some legal issues, particularly between the developer and the school districts that, that oversee those areas because, you know, they, the school districts, want their pound of flesh, right? Uh, and, and that's how school districts grow. That's how school districts invest. It's typically with new development. Well, they probably uh, can't and- They probably can't keep the class sizes where they want them with the existing schools if, if they added all these families. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, and, and there's there's a lot of detail there, right? And mm-hmm. you know, how fast are schools growing and where? And do we need more schools? And you know, how are they to be optimized and utilized? And you know, with all of that said, um, there's been considerable progress in getting that worked out. Um, I was with actually one of the developers just a couple of days ago, you know, checking in. How's it going? And um, I think we're much closer to, you know, getting, again, some of the kinks worked out. Uh, that future growth area, based on the schematics I've seen, and there's already infrastructure installed, by the way. Like if you drive Baranda, you'll see there's 
lights and curbs and gutters and sidewalks, like all of that's like still moving along. Like, so there's no moss growing on that project. And, you know, at the same time, the widening of Baranda is moving. So I would say within a year's time, that's my prediction, we'll have shovels in the ground, model homes going up and a widened or a widening Baranda to four lanes with giant traffic circles. So there's some really exciting stuff happening on the north side. And the one thing I would note, Paul, is that the future growth area is very much geared towards modern planning. And that is um, walkable communities. Um, you'll call it uh, centers of development where you'll see um, living and retail that goes up six stories uh, with green space and green belts. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that Landwatch goes gaga for. I mean, you could always do better and, you know, it could always be more perfect. But, but in, in this concept and in the development of, of these, uh, plans, um, you know, call it the environmental or, you know, folks extremely sensitive to, you know, global warming and carbon footprint and so forth, you know, which, which is all real, uh, you know, alongside the developer um, have come up with some really groovy things. Mm. I, yeah, I, I think it's good. A lot of times it's good to position yourself with land watch because you know, they could, they could definitely derail a project uh, through the legal system. So it's nice that you guys are taking that into account. Now I, the Salinas business journal, I have to, uh, Salinas Valley Chamber of Commerce Business Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give a plug for that because you guys do some really great work in that, um, in that paper production. Uh, and, and it seems to be growing in size too. Every time I pick it up, it's got a little more heft. Um, the, the front page has been concentrating a lot on water issues. Do you, what, how does the chamber align uh, with it? How does Steve McShane align with the, uh, the current water issues either, either in the Salinas Valley or on the peninsula? Sure. Um, well, let's just start by noting that the Salinas Valley Business Journal is a monthly publication. We're at 24 pages now. Next month, for the month of March, we're coming out with a annual, call it community profile edition, that'll be 72 pages. And beginning in April, it's going to be 28 pages every month. So more and more, it's the local print publication with, uh, you know, news, um, and, and just community helpful information. Um, you know, as we have covered water a bit, water's big. I mean, even with this wet year we've had, um, you know, particularly on the peninsula, you know, I always tell people that the Salinas Valley has got something like 11 million acre feet estimated in water, right? That's the size of the aquifer. The seaside basin is like 50,000 acre feet. Right. I mean, the peninsula is short on water. Development is frozen. Um, You know, we aren't at a point where people are locking water meters and, you know, rationing too tightly. But, uh, you know, we're we're cutting it close. And so the peninsula is doing its best through recycling. um, And that's where the city of Salinas comes in. You know, we're producing millions of gallons of water a day via our industrial uses, particularly with like washing of leafy greens. So we we do have some agreements um, and we're doing our best to work closer to to set in motion additional agreements so that that water can be recycled, repurposed, injected and reused for peninsula residents. But, you know, that said, um, I would say pretty convincingly, there's a lot of Salinas 
um, players, uh, large users of water that would just assume the peninsula come up with its own solution. And that's where that pressure applies to develop a desal plant, which, you know, at this point, you know, continues to, to really be drug out. So I, I wish I could predict the future there. Um, you know, I, I've always maintained that you can certainly get an acre foot of recycled water much cheaper than water that comes from desal. Um, but you just need to develop a reliable agreement. And boy, that's proving to be much harder to ink than people would have thought. So, you know, dun, 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 you know, to be continued. But I can tell you this much from the standpoint of the Salinas Valley Chamber of Commerce, representing valley cities from Greenfield on up to Jular, not to mention Salinas, we're very much interested in in keeping readers and the public abreast of water and how we play in, into a regional solution. Not to mention thinking selfishly, Paul, mm-hmm. you know, the largest users of water in the city limits of Salinas are vegetable processors. They're maxed out and they're working with infrastructure that's 60 to 80 years old. So regardless of what happens with a regional solution, we need to upgrade. And we are, we are at Congress now. We are talking to, you know, the national and state representatives about, you know, bringing funding from, from these sources to match or help pay for, uh, you know, an industrial water system improvement because it benefits residents. It benefits our business community. Um, yeah, you're keen to tune into that. And, and we want to thank you for, for advertising and being a supporter of the Salinas Valley Business Journal. Yeah, it's it's a great publication. Now let's uh, let's take the the CEO of the chamber hat off and put your uh, city council member hat on. And uh, what are you hearing from constituents at, at meetings and things? And what is your like? What is pe- what are people saying? Like their biggest concern is for the grow, you know, the future of Salinas. Um, you know, what what kind of things are you hearing? Hey, yeah, yeah, you can touch on homelessness because you guys have done huh. what I can see a pretty good job of of like managing it. But anyway, go ahead. I, whatever uh, yeah, their biggest I, issues, yeah. We're doing our best. Um, okay, so yeah, we just had our strategic planning um, six weeks ago, and we just had our state of the city a few days ago, and residents are very concerned about housing and homelessness. That goes without saying, right? Like, bring more units online, address homelessness, and we're doing what we can, right, to streamline ADUs, incentivize ADUs, and bring the future growth area online uh, not to mention, you know, any sort of other special housing, whether it's for seniors uh, or farm workers. Um, and then homelessness transition, you know, aiming at the lower hanging fruit. Uh, we have, you know, two transitional housing projects um, online now and another two in the pipeline. You know, so we're, we're playing and we're playing well with the county, you know, through the share center and, you know, some other sheltering and wraparound service opportunities. Uh, but but more huh, more pressing it seems lately infrastructure with all the rain events we had there's potholes everywhere and the good news mm-hmm. is the federal government as part of the emergency declaration has you know committed to some funding to assist in emergency repairs so I mean if you report a pothole today it's likely to get fixed tomorrow just because there's been a lot of support in that capacity we need to develop a permanent funding system better than what we're doing now 
for streets and sidewalks. And, uh-huh. you know, last I heard it was, you know, at least 2 million, excuse me, 200 million uh, curbs, gutters, sidewalks, and another 200 million for streets. Um, now that depends on where you rank them and which ones are more pressing than others. Um, but I think in the coming year, you know, we're spending three times what we've spent in previous years. That's good. That's a step in the right direction. But in the coming year or two, we'll see, we'll see that as a highest priority, uh, from federal and state funding sources. So. Yeah, it, you know it's amazing what that can do. Like just the uh, just paving a street and widening the sidewalks and making things, you know, cu- curb cuts for handicapped people and and better uh, crosswalk, you know, and lighting and LED uh, traffic lights and stuff. It really just kind of makes the city look a little more modern and better. So I'm glad you're talking a little bit about infrastructure and then of course storm drains too. Clogged storm drains never look good when you're when you've got the flooding and the potholes as a result. So yeah, it's good that you guys are focusing on that. I, although as you're saying, there's probably not a lot of money and you're reaching, it sounds like you're going to the county and possibly the state and federal government for some assistance. So that's cool. Yeah. That's not cool. the county. Uh, the county oh, not is the not county. in that. No, they're oh, not sorry. in that <laughs> But, but, um, but definitely the state and feds. Yeah, you bet. Perfect. And so we had a couple minutes left, uh, Steve, what do you think um, in the future? What are you looking at? Um, what's, you know, big, big on the horizon if we haven't already mentioned it. Well, I, you know, the last, piece I've got to prioritize and and would say that we have near unanimous support on the council is economic development. That's diversifying our economy, um, working, continuing to support agricultural technology initiatives, because those ultimately are higher paying jobs, more skilled jobs. Um, you know, workforce continues to be an issue as it relates to unemployment being so low. Um, so I think we're going to continue to see mechanization um, you, you, all, all it takes is, you know, a visit to any of the local fields and you'll see things like weeding, hoeing, thinning, harvesting, you know, even, gosh, even things like sorting in the field with, with technology at the side. Um, and it's just impressive that Salinas continues to lead that effort. Um, but, you know, diversifying the economy, keeping that, you know, front and center. And I'm just impressed by how the city's taken that seriously. Um, you know, this is both a chamber and a city priority, but to continue to work closely with our planning and building professionals in the city so that there's as little hangups as possible to getting, you know, new housing, new investment, you know, um, on time, uh, or ahead of budget and ahead of, you know, schedule. Um, so love it. And just to your listeners want to make myself available through the Salinas Valley Chamber of Commerce or as a elected official in my city council capacity. Um, you know, you can just search me on the web or reach me at president at salinaschamber.com. Yeah, that's uh, that's great, Steve. As always, bringing it. And uh, it's great with the phenomenal work. I mean, your heart is definitely with Salinas and with great people like you and others and all the many other people that help out. I, I think Salinas, Salinas has an incredibly bright future. It does seem to be the one city that's really growing and moving into the future uh, here and not again, not trying to put any other cities down, but a uh, great job uh, to you and everyone in Salinas. So uh, with that, I, my guest today has been Mr. Steve McShane. He is a city council member and the president of the Salinas Valley chamber of commerce. And I am Paul Wyant owner of express employment professionals of Monterey County. Visit us on Alisal street in Salinas or 
look for us on the web at uh, Express Employment Professionals Monterey, and we'll be the first uh, thing there. And you can always catch this podcast at What's the Plan Monterey or on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks again, uh, Mr. McShane. Really enjoyed our conversation. Um, and thank you to Mark Carbonero, the greatest producer in the business, and Mr. David Marzetti, host of the Saturday Morning Shagbag Radio Show right here on 101.1 FM and 1460 AM. Have a great week, everyone. High in April, shot down in May, but I know I'm going to change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let it, let it get me down Cause this fine old world It keeps spinning on